How do you overcome adversity? Boy, do I have a story for you. You're going to hear about it on the very next Dare to be Better with Rain Sid. You ready? I'm ready. Let's do this. Okay. In three, two. Welcome back, kids. Dare to be better with Ray and Sid. Hola. How you feeling? <laughs> oh, we got a bilingual show tonight. I love it. I can barely master English, and uh, mm -hmm. Sid's already tackling Spanish. Espanol. Mm-hmm. It's me. It must have been the, uh, what did you have for lunch? I don't really know. I've taken a lot of breaks this time, when usually I get not very many breaks. Yeah, the slave driver uh, let you off the hook today? Mm -hmm. Gave you the... Oh, I had um, an egg salad sandwich. Okay. That's mm -hmm. not at all Spanish, but uh, <laughs> that's okay. You didn't get your Espanol from that. No. That's as white boy as they come. I know. I'm debating if we need a pizza. We might need a pizza at some point. You had, did you have any regular food today? Nothing healthy. No? we got to tell mm -hmm. the story one day about the... Well, now we have to tell the story about the regular food. Regular food? I only have regular food. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sid sends me to the deli this morning for breakfast. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it's a New York deli. Now, if you live here, you know it's basically a lot of these places you walk in, bacon and egg on a, on a hard roll, salt, pepper, ketchup, you know. Mm -hmm. And... Some of the places, you know, a little more fancy these days, but for the most part, I walked into a blue collar, you know, every day, like a little Korean deli with the island with the hot food bar. Mm -hmm. And they're pushing out, you know, these blue collar sandwiches. And that stuff that was in the island, the food. Mm. No bueno. Are you Dried out. Well, it's been sitting there all day now. Ugh. When they put it out, it's usually nice and fresh. Okay. So Sydney gives me this list. She wanted an omelet with like, you know, avocado. Um, no, asparagus, asparagus feta cheese, feta. and mushrooms. Mushrooms. And if they had one other ingredient. Mm -hmm. Artichoke hearts. Artichoke hearts. I walk in there with this list. The guy's like... <clears throat> He said, I have regular food. What do you want from this, this, this <laughs> counter? And he points to the deli counter. The boars had cold cuts and they had, I could have had salami. I could have had ham. I could have had turkey. No, I was being difficult. Yeah. Now, I did mention he did have cubed feta in the salad bar section where you could build the salad. Couldn't come from there. No, no soup for you. No, exactly. You, you know, know what I'm Regular food about. or you go. Yeah. Yeah. Regular so, food. Then I go to the, the place that I knew the fresh place that I knew would have your breakfast, mm -hmm. and they had already flipped the signs at 11.30. Rude. Yeah, no breakfast. Rude. No, no breakfast for you. No bueno, no breakfast. No bueno. So I went all the way down to another block. You're I traipsed a, good a block and a half, and I knew this guy would have your omelet, and he did. He mashed it. And it was really good. Yeah. I'm mm -hmm. making everybody hungry now. I know. Good. I'm always hungry. But uh, we ate well. We're eating well. <clears throat> it's yeah. New York. Mm -hmm. um, 
this is not a good segue because right now we're very content. But uh, if I didn't get my sandwich, this could have been a problem. I would have had adversity on my hands. <laughs> Coming back to Sid with no food when she's hangry. <laughs> not a situation you want to be in, kids. That is <laughs> that is the definition of bad news bears. Yeah, bad yeah. news bears. But uh, that is the subject this week. <laughs> um, overcoming adversity. Right. You've got a story that had me laughing and horrified all at the same time. It was just the way you told the story. Well, I'm going to attempt because I just don't understand. If someone out there can tell me, I am fine until I sit up this mic and I have to cough. You're a coughing fiend. Don't you? I cough button. I'm ready. I'm on cough button. Yeah, already? Yes. Okay, okay oh, you ready? Man. We had the blackout sessions. This is the coughing section. The coughing sessions. I can't even talk. Oh, gosh. You got me all beclumped. All beclumped? Yeah, let's. I was talking Who about says food. that. Uh, it's Definitely. usually the. Uh, prototypically, it's the Jewish mother in law. Oh, yeah. The Yiddish. Yeah. The Yiddish Brooklyn, uh, you know. Yeah. The Yentas. Okay. You ready for the yeah. story? Is that racist enough? I don't even know what he uh, just said. So, see? <laughs> One of our few heads, thank God. Okay. Okay, you ready? Adversity. So, yeah, I'm going to give you the floor on this because, yeah. you know, this and is... And you're going to have to watch for visuals, okay? Well, this is why, yeah. If you're watching this on video, you have the advantage. You can see this on video, but you have to try to be descriptive for those who are listening on okay. simple, pure <clears throat> podcast platforms. That's okay. a lot of P's. That was very illiterate. I know. Okay, here we go. Okay. Adversity. One day, <laughs> I wake up with, I don't know what. I just wake up and I'm like, something's wrong. Something doesn't feel right. Your tongue is like four pounds. It's like a pillow in your mouth. So I walk in and I look in the mirror, and this is no joke. My left eye, mm, my nose collapsed. My left cheek uh, dropped. My jaw dripping. Uh, and I am drooling. On the left side, uh, I'm, th I'm talking like this, okay? So, I, I'm i like, something's wrong. So, I walk in, at the time I was married, <clears throat> and I tap, tap, tap him on the shoulder because he was in bed asleep, mm -hmm. and he rolls over. I go, look at me, look at me, something's wrong. And he, uh, he looks at me, and he goes, yeah, something's wrong. And he turns over and goes back to sleep. So I. So one do you divorced? <clears throat> I was like uh, seven and a half months pregnant. Okay. At the time. At the time. So I waddle out and I'm lying really fast, and I sit down at the table and I start calling. I I I just didn't even know who to call. I just start calling people. Okay. So I call this doctor's office, and it's for Bell's palsy. Okay. So I'm like, and I'm trying to hold myself together. And you recognize the symptoms. Well, I was guessing like because I could still think. Right. Because I went through, you know, Google trying to Am figure I out. Am I having a stroke? Yeah, yes. What's going on? Like a stroke. I was afraid I was having a stroke, but I right. could think. So I'm thinking, okay, maybe I have Bell's palsy. See what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I just started calling <clears throat> all these Bell's palsy places. This one doctor's was office. Was it like a Bell's palsy hotline or something? I don't know. I just... Start you were calling. Googling, right. Yeah. Okay. And I call. Oh, so sorry. I wasn't ready. You didn't raise your hand. 
Ms. Hall, you you will raise your hand if you'd like to cough on this again. show. I'm coughing again. Okay. Okay, anyway. So, I <clears throat> call this place down at LDS Hospital. And some, we'll just say millennial. Sorry. Millennial. Hello. Yes. And remember, I'm being very calm. Yes. I need some help. I'm not being insensitive to stroke victims or Bell's palsy victims, okay. but this is hysterical. I need some help. And I need the medical appointment. And the girl goes, ma'am, I can't understand you. Could you please maybe start off with your phone number? You could bleep this part out. We don't want people calling you. Okay, so then the girl goes, she pauses for a minute. She goes, ma'am, I can't understand you. Um, let's try your name. She says, yeah, okay. She says, well, let's try again. I go, listen, you little, you can bleep this out. Listen, you little bitch. <laughs> if I could say my F words, I'd be calling you a lot of things. I can't say my F words. That's where I can't say my phone number. <laughs> and the woman goes, Ma'am, I can tell you're yelling at me. I don't know what you're saying. And I just start going off with the words, okay? Not very nice words. So, Luckily, you were muffled and... Uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so I hang up. And mind you, I am all baby. And my thumb stopped working too. So now I am crying. And you can't control the tears because uh -uh. they're just coming down. And one this eye. no, this eye, this eye just runs. It doesn't cry. This eye cries. <laughs> this sorry. eye doesn't cry. This is, this eye is. <laughs> okay. Wasn't funny at the time. No, no, no. Okay. So I just angrily go. <laughs> go get in the jeep okay With so no i thumbs you're driving like a cat well because i realized that's when i realized my thumbs weren't working because i go to grab the steering wheel but my thumbs won't work so now my go. <clears throat> okay fine my um belly was so far out the steering wheels rubbing up against the belly my thumbs are out. You can almost drive with your belly. Yeah. I'm drooling. Uh, uh, I'm and your husband's fast asleep. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, so I'm driving so fast down to this. I decide I'm going to go down to this place, to this doctor's office. So, you know, um, from The Shining, when he swings the door open and mm -hmm. he sticks his head in and he says, Johnny's home. He, you know, he takes, he, uh, he chops out the uh, yeah. the pane of the door and he puts his head through it and says, here's Johnny. Oh, yeah. yeah, that. Okay. Yeah. So I waddle up there and I swing the door open and I stick my head through. I go, Sydney's here. Did you say that? <laughs> I'm looking and there sits this 20-something at the table. And I'm like, you, you, it's you, isn't it? She, and she looks at me, so I waddle over there. And I'm like, I just can't even believe I have to go through this. You don't even understand. She's like, ma'am, I can't even understand what you're saying. All of a sudden, the doctor comes out, 
What's all the ruckus? What's all the ruckus? Look at me. What do you think all the ruckus is from? So he takes and he takes me into the back, okay? And he's like, ma'am, you've got to calm down. I'm like, don't talk. Don't tell me to calm down. I said, what the hell is this? When does that ever work, by the way? (laughs) Telling a woman she has to calm down when she's at her most irrational. Never in the history of the world. He goes. Don't try that at home, kids. Well, I think you have Bell's palsy. And I'm like, no fit, sir. How long does this gonna take? <laughs> he says six weeks, six months, six years. I say that. What's that? <laughs> and this is to the doctor. This is fantastic. Uh-huh. I said, is this what these daughter? You wouldn't be okay with saying six months, six years, six days, whatever. I'm not okay with that. And he goes, ma'am, you've got to just, you really are out of control. I go, yeah. Wouldn't you be? Look at me. Look at me. Okay, so I get up. I walk out. I think to myself, I've got to find myself a new gynecologist right then and there. So I call and I find myself a new gynecologist, okay? So he has me come in. And I say to him, look at me. A solution. A solution has to happen. He goes, well, I can only help you the second you have your baby. There is a medication, but it has to happen right when you have your baby. So... Overcoming coughing on the next Oh my gosh, what in the world? Okay, it doesn't matter. We just have smoking that stuff at lunchtime. Okay. Anyway. So then he goes, he's trying to get me to calm down. So he goes, Sydney, why don't you go on up to the hospital and choose your room? Choose my room. Okay, whatever. So I go up to the hospital, look around, you know, and there's this little old grandma there, and she's a nurse. I'm like, hello, I'm here to choose my room. She goes, to do what, sweetheart? Choose my room. I have Bell's palsy. Soon as I have the baby tonight, I know what room I want to be in. Now, remember, she put her arm around. She goes, sweetheart, you don't choose a room in the hospital, number one. Second of all, what do you do? Is this your first baby? I go, yeah, I'm going to have this baby tonight. She goes, sweetie, everybody has their baby two weeks late. Not on your first baby, not two weeks early, right? She goes, you have a few more weeks to go. I said, no, you don't know who you're dealing with. <laughs> so I wander around and I look and I find the room. And I say to her, this is my room. This room is the room that I need to have when I come back tonight. She goes, okay, sweetheart. And she just sort of pats me. She goes, I'm sure I'll be seeing you, but it won't be tonight. So I leave. Because you said you were seven and a half months pregnant. I was probably further because I was only... Eight maybe. Yeah. Because I was I had the baby uh, two and a half weeks early. Okay. So whatever those... <laughs> okay, it doesn't matter. So now, I, um, I get in my car and it's time to go to the uh, baby shower. Okay? So you go into a baby shower with yeah. Bell's palsy. With Bell's palsy. Now... Are you driving yourself or oh, yes, did your husband wake up at this point? Did I don't know even... what he's doing. I'm just... <laughs> out in the world okay so i have a rag not even a pretty rag i mean it was literally like a rag so i drive myself to this baby shower and i walk in people are, you, are your thumbs working here oh no you're still no. driving with eight fingers and one eye uh, and drooling and drooling oh my god 
Okay, so I lock them. Yeah, to a baby shower for you in your honor. Yeah, in my honor. And people are coming from all over the country, okay? And I'm like, so I'm standing at the door. I'm like, oh, God, thank you so much for coming. It's so good to see you. I'm so happy everyone's here. And then all of a sudden, I hear one of them go, don't look at her. (laughs) (laughs) And I hear my friend go, I don't know what's happening, but no one look at her. So I am looking at everyone and everyone's looking away. No one is making eye contact with me. Okay? And no one's like, no one's even asking what's wrong because everyone's pretending like everything's fine. And then I have one friend, I hear her say, what is she carrying? Is that like a rag? Couldn't she have at least found like a tissue or something? So I stand up and I'm like, I just want to thank everyone for coming. It really means so much to me. And I, <laughs> I'm really grateful that you all flew across the country to see me. Okay, fine. So I finish up the baby shower. <clears throat> now I go back, okay, to the house. And I think I, I have to will this. This is called, what? what's our show about? <laughs> uh, what show? Is it show? We, we have a show overcoming adversity okay. okay that's what how this is adding up overcoming adversity because <laughs> i began i said to myself i gotta will this overcoming adversity so i walk in i waddle in and yahoo is watching the tv <clears throat> i walk in and i go all the way to the bedroom and i turn on the television and you know the movie piano is on and i say to myself fine it is time. My de- my mom had just gotten back from Florida. I had my baby shower. I found my new gynecologist. I'm going to will it. I'm going to overcome this freaking thing. So when I lay down on the bed, now how you will, once again, I'm just going to remind you. Oh. <laughs> oh my God. At this point, the coughing is just a, a non-starter for the show. There's just like no... It's taking the back seat. You get excited. You're ready to talk about all this stuff. I think that's what happens, though. Okay, it doesn't matter. Mm. Oh, you snuck that one past me. It's too late. The, the horse is out of the barn. <laughs> okay. It doesn't work that way. So, I lay down on the bed and I began to... You gotta feel. That's how you will. And you can't doubt. You gotta feel. So, I relax. I start envisioning the baby coming. I start feeling like Nobel's palsy. And then poof. Ten minutes in, my water breaks. So I get up. Mm -hmm. Get up. Waddle out. I'm like, Yahoo! Round it up, cowboy. We're going. So he goes, my ex and I, well, he was my husband at the time, get in the car, drive down there. I know, I know. It's an irritation. I know. And we get to the hospital. Guess who's still there? Little nursey poo. The, the one same that said, nurse. Mm-hmm, that said I wouldn't be in for another two weeks. So she goes, darling, why are you back? I said, my water broke. I told you. I'm coming in and I want my room. She goes, how strange. The room is available. Great. So she puts me in there. She goes, but <clears throat> I think you just had an accident. I go, like a, a peeing accident? I 
water when I pee. I don't want my water breaking. Yeah, this it's is not water. This much water when you pee. Yeah. So she goes, Well, we have to do a test. They did a test, and sure enough, my water broke. And now, this is the worst. I mean, don't they just look for the plug at that point? I have no idea, but I just know. I learned that. Uh, See, I paid attention to Lamont. Plug? Class. Yeah, the plug that you know holds the uh, the water in. You are you screwing with me? No. <laughs> I'm not even a woman. <laughs> Good night, kids. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry about the last <laughs> 9, 10, 12 weeks, whatever it's been. I apologize. There's a plug. There's a I, plug. I really honestly don't know that there's a plug. There's a plug. What the hell? It pops out. You find <clears throat> it usually in the toilet because you're thinking you're peeing. If you're lucky enough to be near a toilet. I, I'm not making this up. You can Google it. People, help me out. I'm, I'm dying here. I, uh, I have the internet. Really? If I'm wrong, I will... I'm going to look for a plug. Because I've never heard of such a thing in my entire life, a plug. Okay. I believe it's a plug. Okay, anyway. I, how would I make that up? I have no idea. Anyway. I, I was through it once. I had a, my, my daughter was also born <clears throat> two and a half weeks early. Did they find a plug? I found it in the toilet. I paid attention. Okay. I, unless I... Now you got me doubting and myself just like the just guy... And then you just go plug her back up? Well, no. The water... You're supposed to release the water. You don't put it back in. <laughs> unless you want to be pregnant more. <laughs> Would you like to carry it for another nine months? Have an 18-pound baby? Oh, my gosh. Okay. You got to finish this up. This so is... So, anyway... We're losing people. We're hemorrhaging viewers right now. <laughs> and listeners. I willed it and then and I said I would overcome and what we're talking about is overcoming how you overcome is you got to believe you can't doubt you have to decide what you want once you decide what you want you have to focus on the feeling of getting it once you focus on the feeling of getting it you've got to plan for it that's a big key most people don't plan for it you plan for it and what happens is whatever's closest to your heart and soul, whatever you believe in the most, whatever you ponder on the most, is what you create in your life. That's how you overcome. Wow. I cannot top that story in 10 lifetimes. The only one, and I can't even reference any real bona fide adversity in my life that I can sum up in, we got about eight minutes, but <laughs> I do want to tell you about my Uncle Mickey. Okay, go who ahead. Who was actually my dad's Uncle Mickey, someone's Uncle Mickey. We called him Uncle Mickey, but at the time he was in his 80s already. Okay. Um, tough Russian, Polish guy. Okay. Um, serviceman, he had the tattoo, he was in the Navy. Right. And uh, had a cigar every day, wow. had a belt of whiskey every day, or 10, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Those little Russian guys were tough. And his wife, had a stroke, a debilitating stroke, which almost killed her, but left her in terrible shape, in a wheelchair, couldn't speak mm. anymore, and just almost no no way to function. I mean, just she couldn't, you know, no facilities, nothing. Mm-hmm. Just laid in a wheelchair and she could just slur and ate and drank and, you know, same thing. One mm-hmm. side of her face was uh, inoperable. Okay. And he, you know, took care of her for like 30 years. Oh, my For better or for worse. It was was true. So one day, I don't know when this was. It was probably when I was a baby or younger. He's experiencing the onset of a stroke. Okay. He's like, are you kidding me? 
And he's like, I can't have a stroke. I got to take care of my wife. And this was like a guy in, you know, in his upper years back in the 70s or early 80s when guys were usually little old men at that point. This guy was strong as an ox. He would lift his wife, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, to get her in and out of the toilet or whatever. And he was, you know, his forearms like Popeye. And he was a little guy. He was only about five, six. He looked like Mr. Magoo. But he had these big arms and he was this, you know, he was this bona fide Brooklyn, you know, dude. And uh, he's like, there is no way I can have a stroke. He's like, this is ridiculous. So he's like, I know you tested me, God. And he just said, no, it's not happening. And he talked himself out of a stroke. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's like, I can't. This is ridiculous. Uh Uh-huh. I believe it. Yeah. And he went through all the scenarios in his head, the things he had to do. Mm-hmm. kept himself talking and this right? is like guess when the ambulance was coming I don't right? know if he had the presence of mind to even call 911 wow. or what was going on and by the time the doctors whoever came there was no stroke yeah yeah I believe and this it this is a matter of maybe like an hour or mm-hmm. you know maybe less yes but that <clears throat> whatever happened when they, when they did tests at the hospital I think they had seen evidence of you had a stroke wow but like now you don't have a stroke I don't know yeah. what this that's you know, beautiful what the technology was back then Mm-hmm. But well, I believe it because well, I do have to tell you, you know, they they took me in and I had to have a C section right when they pulled right. the kid out. They gave me a uh, whatever an IV, mm-hmm. this thing, whatever they put in me. You, it was about this long and it creeped up my arm, across my chest. I could see it, it was like a worm. Oh my god! Up my neck. What? Cr- up, uh huh, across my forehead, and into my scalp. Are you serious? Mm. Yeah, and then it took a few weeks before it went all the way away. But it, it started going away. It was the craziest how, thing. How fast did you see the movement? Uh, it moved about this fast. You're kidding. Uh-uh. It's very alien-like. Yeah. It's kind of scary. And it settled in your scalp area? Well, in my brain. came up here to my brain. And it just just. And now dissolved. here I am, people. <laughs> you, th- you think it dissolved. Yeah. <laughs> it Everything's over. fine. Oh, yeah. Everything's fine. <laughs> Clearly. But I, I, I'm just going to hurry and say this one about overcoming, right? <clears throat> Is that what we're talking about? Overcoming adversity. Yeah, yeah, adversity. So, you know, I had that mass that um, they it was as big as a melon, and they just found that a year and a half ago. And they told me that uh, if they go in there and it's... it's uh, Malignant. Malignant. It's over, right? Yeah. So, it was one of the biggest points of my life because I had to go prepare my girls for me to, be, to move on. Mm-hmm. And for me to stay, I had to prepare them without scaring them to death. And right before I went in, when I found my mask, I had this urgency to go get life insurance. So I'm a firm believer, you act right when you feel it. And I had no idea why. Went in and got life insurance and I qualified in one percentile across the country really? because I was in such great health. So I got great life insurance. I got life insurance on my girls. Two weeks wow. after I got life insurance, I know, this is crazy, but I had already had um, a hysterectomy. Mm-hmm. So I w- had started a period. And I'm like, and I, I'm always joke about things, but I was in designing and I say to the ladies, I go, I'm either the next mother Mary or we have a problem because I'm having a period. Wow. Right. And um, the, they go, you got to go to the hospital. So I went in the hospital. They could not figure out. I was there for eight hours. Couldn't figure it out. So then it took them a good two or three weeks to do all these tests. They finally find it. And um, the doctor said to me, he said, Sydney, you're very interesting because most people, if they heard this news that it's either done, you know, 
you you don't have much choice. It's 50-50. And he says, you're you're still happy. You're still positive. You're still hopeful. And I said, because I'm a firm believer that whatever you believe in, but you got you can't doubt when you believe it. You got to right. believe it to your core that you can overcome. Well, they went in and they took it out. And he said it was as big as a melon. And he said, if it would have waited one more week, the cells were already starting to change into cancer. Wow. And he says, I just... And it could have burst at any time, right? Mm-hmm. And he goes, I've just never experienced that because you were preparing your children without scaring them to death, but you were being up front. He said, I just, I don't know. But he said, in his line of work, the doctors talk about it all the time. There's less than 1% of people that really understand how to think positively, not just think. He goes, you're correct. you got to feel, believe in what they want. And he says, there's less than 1%, but you can you can correct your illness and you can correct it through what you believe and your thought process. And he goes, now, not all of them can be corrected, but he says they've had several where they're just just absolutely amazed that people could overcome something. And he says, medication doesn't always do it. Wow, I've it, got to double my insurance policy like now while I'm in the absolute yeah. prime of my health. You do. Yeah. And if you're feeling the urgency, you must do it because that's life, mm -hmm. God, and the universe speaking directly to you. Absolutely. Can yeah. you believe this is it? We're at a time. You blew through what well, we blew through 30 minutes. I, I didn't can't. think I was going to make it through that first 10. I can't believe it. These, okay. these things fly. We're obviously. Uh, and look, I don't need to cough anymore. Oh, you just jinxed it. You don't kibosh it. No. You look forgot at all about it. That's okay. We'll have plenty of coughing. No, it's, it's I'm over. not going to set the table. It's over. It's over. I don't exactly. need to cough anymore. You people out there, if you're still with us, I'm bumping into things again. I, like I never, it's like I've never done radio or TV <laughs> or anything. If you can help me, <laughs> write in. Ray and Sid Show at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. If we read your uh, suggestion or your query on the air, Mm -hmm. We'll send you a little something-something. Well, mm -hmm. that's all I got this week. I, I, I can't... That This was good. That was a good one. It was just story time. But I think it did hit the point. It did. Did it? Okay. You talked yourself out of mm -hmm. basically this debilitating thing that some people live with forever, mm -hmm. as did my Uncle Mickey. And uh, I talked myself out of getting the flu. Absolutely. 23 years in running. Yep. Yeah. I've never had I've ruined. had the flu when I was in elementary and never had it ever again. Yeah. I agree with you. You ruined my Christmas vacation one year. Yeah, like twenty eight years old. You don't need that. Never again. Never. But we are out of time, kids. Okay. Um thank you for bearing Bye. with us. And uh, we hope you were entertained. And come back next week. Mm -hmm. Dare to be better. With Ray and Sid. Hey, thanks for checking us out. If you enjoyed the show, subscribe to this channel and please tell your friends. We'd also love it if you headed over to daretobebettershow.com for tons of cool photos, extras, and a chance to shop for some sweet show swag. <laughs> say that five times fast. I can barely say it once. If you keep coming, we'll keep delivering. Thanks again. <laughs>